welcome. This is my favorite mortgage podcast, a newer podcast out that gives buyers and sellers a behind the curtain look inside the home buying journey. I am Jamie Booth, a licensed loan officer in Arizona and Texas, and we have my returning soon to be, let's just call it co-host, Z Salcinovic. Thank you so much for having me back on. Good morning. What are we going to discuss today? You know, I had some topics in mind. Okay. But first, I'm just going to loosen us up. What do mermaids wash their fins with? Soap and water? Tide. Ah-ha-ha. Ah-ha-ha. That's a a good one. Yeah, yeah. Got me. (laughs) Um, So we're both licensed loan officers. Yes. And we work out of the same office. Yes. And we have been dealing with higher interest rates. It was a really rough patch. Um, The rates are... As you said, at record highs. These are uh, spooky times, but nonetheless, that really does not change our marketplace. No, people still need to buy and sell homes. Life still happens. Yeah. Changing jobs. I mean, uh, exactly. The, the, the organic sort of market will not stop. The, the regulars, you know, are, are still buying. On my way to work at 8 a.m., I got a call from, from a first-time home buyer. They need to buy. Their yeah. lease is expiring. You know, these are the sort of real situations of, of our, you know, the mortgage in the marketplace. Right. And so people are in need of houses and they will buy at eight. And, you know, when time comes and when rates come down, we will refinance them again and uh, they will lose, you know, a couple hundred dollars in monthly payment. Right. The whole scenario will look a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I wanted to chat with you because I had a recent transaction First-time home buyer, um, down payment assistance, FHA loan, and the seller's agent was very adamant, and he said these words exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to pay. We don't want to pay for the buyer's buy-down, okay. for the rate buy-down. Okay. And my question was, why not? Like, we are allowed to use seller concessions mm-hmm. to pay for closing costs, which includes a rate buy-down. Why would you not want to work together to help with affordability, to help with a first-time home buyer? I understand that there's, you know, reason to, you know, get your seller the most money, but we came in a little bit higher so that we could make this mortgage. To get that. Okay. Right. And so the way that he presented it was like stubborn, like we're not going to do that. And I thought to myself, in these kind of times, we all need to come together, buyers and sellers, to make affordability. Otherwise, you know, it. this is not 2021. You're not going to have, you know, 15 offers and four, you know, sold in four hours and things like that. What are your thoughts on that? So, so I like to break those down into a kind of numbers. So let's use a nice round four hundred thousand dollar number, and please don't hold my feet to the fire on, on the, <laughs> you know, precise numbers here. But for instance, um, let's just say we have a seller that agrees to give concessions. Right. In the grand scheme of things, where those concessions go to is rather irrelevant. Right. If they want to help out, they want to help out. If they want to get the max dollar, that's just what they want to do, and that's okay. You know, to be kind of focused on one specific aspect, you know, you could also say, well, I don't want to cover the closing costs of this person, but I'll give a concession or, you know, I don't want to cover. Or I'll mm. reduce the price. Yeah. But here, here's the thing with respect to what it is 
what you just said, and this is just maybe, you know, the human aspect of our situation right now. Um, why not just all help each other? Right. And so, for instance, let's just use a round number of $400,000. And we have somebody that's willing to give a $10,000 concession to their home buyer. Right. And uh, if you stick that money into a, you know, uh, temporary yeah, buy down. If, 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 well, let's let's talk about reducing that that you know purchase price by ten thousand bucks. That's about sixty to, to seventy five dollars a month. Right. But if you use that ten thousand dollars to buy down that rate, now that that entire situation changes. Right. You know, now, now we're talking a couple hundred dollars plus a month. Right. right. So, in the grand scheme of things, yeah, let's all help each other because yeah. where that money is allocated, if allocated correctly could mean a lot. Right. It could be the difference of getting your home sold or not because I need a certain interest rate to be able to get the payment to fall in line. And if the interest rates climb overnight, now I'm not getting them pre-approved for a 400, it's 380. So in the, you know, grand scheme of things or the grand picture is we need sellers to also understand that these interest rates are hindering a lot of people. Yes. And $10,000 can go a long way, especially in the 2-1 buy-down. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it is the difference between qualifying and not qualifying. Right. And I'm going to make a statement now that I would imagine that other loan officers can all relate to. A That's year right. ago, we had people that do not longer qualify at yeah. this very moment. They just no. do not. And we have people today, if rates continue to climb, will no longer qualify. Yeah. That will depend on the seller's contribution towards buy-downs, right. towards easing that payment via rates. Yeah. 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 And I would also say, you know, realtors, I would I would task you to really help your sellers understand that there's programs out there like FHA. I feel like FHA has become more <clears throat> and more popular because... It's you know a little bit better interest rate. The uh, mortgage insurance this year, yeah. right? Those went down, so it made a lot of buyers. Uh, in, in when we're doing the difference from a conventional first-time home buyer to an FHA, a lot of times that FHA is looking like a better deal because right of now, the, absolutely, the rates are better. The, yes. the mortgage insurance component is quite a bit cheaper, and. Yes. FHA, again, once again, has become quite a viable option for yes. people returning into the, into the real estate sphere uh, for, for first-time home buyers all over again. It's, it's a good option. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, there are some rules with it. Yeah. Uh, we have a 90-day flip rule that yes. um, we need sellers to understand if you are just venturing into the world of, of renovating a home and flipping it. Mm-hmm. Um, FHA has a 90-day flip rule where we can't order an FHA case number um, until day 91. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind if you are fixing and flipping. Um, maybe just understand on your listings that FHA can't go until day 91. Um, That's a good point. <laughs> It's, uh, it's one of those that uh, you need to know in, in advance. Um, there's a component there where if you increased, you know, the value between the time that you purchased the home and, and the time that you're selling it or just about doubled it, you need to be aware of that very rule. It's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. And then there's, all this, there's also rules when it comes to 
the house um, safety components, you know, dry rot, negative grade, those yeah, things yeah. always get called out on Deferred FHA. Maintenance. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, if you're selling, please know that FHA is is going to become or already has become more and more prevalent as interest rates continue to increase. And we just have to work together to help keep the market going. Um, and the two one buy down is is something that's become extremely popular. And you know, remember we've had that for years. We've had years. that for years, but it is, you know, it's very cyclical. When rates are good, you know, it disappears. We right. all kind of, right. you know, we don't and, need it. Yeah, and then when rates, you know, go up, all of a sudden, you know, the the renewal classes, you know, how, this is how you do one, by right. the way. Right. And it, you know, they become seriously Popular good again. tools in situations like this, where we can yeah. kind of. What it is that we really want to do is make that home more affordable for this time in the hope and anticipation that rates will come down and people ultimately will refinance out of it to a more favorable rate. Right, right. Because when we say we're at a 20-plus year high, that just goes to show over the last two decades, rates have been lower. They've been been historically really, really low. I mean, I'm sure we all know... (laughs) A realtor or a mortgage banker that said, you know, I used to sell them at 13 or 15 percent. Yeah. You know, and, you know, those were the signs of the times. And, you know, these are our times. So for us, you know, high is is quite high. Right. Is, is you know, we're operating at 8 percent and with higher home prices, it all kind of compounds. Yeah. And then again, to, to what it is that you open up with, we all need each other, sellers, buyers, to understand what it is that's going on, that, you know, a concession here and there can go a long way to make that home a lot more affordable. Right, right. VA is another one yes. that uh, we're seeing more and more of because on our side, government-backed loans tend to have lower interest rates. Yes. So not I've been talking about FHA, but VA, which, you know, is my absolute favorite yeah. loan. And, you know, that one is starting to really make a comeback and I love the fact that sellers are more open to VA loans where in 2021, 2020, it was tough to get someone to accept a VA loan because they saw the zero down payment as a weakness. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, I see quite a few of, of, you know, government loans, FHA, just like we discussed in VA ones. You know, they're coming back to be same sort of acceptance and quality within seller's eyes, if you yes. will. You know, it's quite a statement. But um, like you said, there was a time where people were afraid of, you know, government loan appraisals, mm-hmm. uh, you know, deferred maintenance. Am I going to have to scrape paint or put up fencing around <laughs> the pool? You know, these are all sort of DIY weekend jobs that people have to take on just by taking on right. a, a buyer that is coming with an FHRV loan. But now they're coming back, and yeah. you know what was once a weakness right now is is you know acceptable, I suppose. Well, I want to touch on something because we were talking about this last week. What is it? Uh, you said a statement, and I was like, I started to kind of inquire more. You said you you love, and you were like love USDA loans. Yes, yes. So I love USDA loans because. I find them to be a bit easier. The competition on those homes isn't as much. Um, and then, of course, they come with a lifestyle that I kind of 
yeah. like as well. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, said, we were we were we were laughing the whole the whole precedent. I, I yeah. we were talking about really expensive organic eggs. Yep. <laughs> so, so you get a USDA loan. There, there's rules that it's got to be rural. Yeah. So, so they're they're look they're the only loans, or pretty much that is a location specific loan, and they're uh, a loan that is for you know the rural aspects or the rural parts of of a county. Um, generally at the outskirts of town, uh, you know, in farming communities and things as such. But you don't have to be a farmer. You do not have to be a farmer. You do not have to work in, you know, agricultural sphere. You can commute, you know, it's, for instance, for us here in Arizona, there's parts on Green Valley that are, you know, applicable to the USDA uh, loan. And um, they're a great product, no down payment needed, very minimal uh, sort of fees that come with that specific loan. No down payment. Yeah, let's let's just say that again yes, in slow motion. Say- no down payment, which is a big deal these days. Yes. And generally, those sort of homes come, again, with that lifestyle. At least that's how I see them. You know, rural home, lots of elbow space. You can have all of your pets, that, that crazy Billy barking goats. dog. And you can have chickens, so you don't have to, you know, pay for those <laughs> pay $7 for those. organic eggs. <laughs> But there was something very interesting that you made a point of that I didn't even figure out or or even know. You mentioned that USDA is geared to grow a town. So USDA loans, again, their their component is is the component where you're purchasing in an area, a rural area. Well, the urbanscape is growing. And so that USDA-approved area, those towns, those locations are shrinking, or rather they're moving out further. Right, okay. And so what is a rural area today in two years might you know, not be, might be part of town. So I always thought of USDA loans and, and approved areas as kind of sort of self-destructive because the town grows. Right, and you get so, the... What'd you say? You get the gas station. You get you the get gas the station. You get the clinic down the road. You get the Dollar General before you know it. You know, uh, places like KB, you know, they're building down the road. Right. And so town is always growing the urban chunk. And without and the USDA, getting people out there. Is with, is tough. You yeah. have to understand it's either, you know, who, who will live in a USDA area. So... Now, as of late, we have the the post-COVID work-from-home crowd, which is great. So if you're in that crowd and and you're okay with commuting into town for chores and things like that. Costco runs. Yeah, you go Costco (laughs) runs and, you know, go to the mall and, you know, do a concert here and there. That is a great option for you. Um, You said bus stops. Bus stops, yes. So population growth pulls in infrastructure as well of, you know, which bus stops are, are part of, you yeah. know, before you know it, that one intersection that didn't even have a light there, all of a sudden there's a gas station, there's a bus stop and And, and a like McDonald's that. and a yeah, Mr. Yeah. Car Wash. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It, may, it reminds me of uh, Rancho Sarita down south. That was USDA for forever. Do you know that they have now remapped it and it is no longer USDA eligible? So, so USDA has, has moved out further. Yep, because it did exactly what you were describing. 
It was very rural. No one lived out there. It was a far drive. And now you've got huge communities. You've got planned unit developments. You've got restaurants. You've got a Target. You've got all of these things that I would say five years ago, well, maybe more, maybe 10 years ago, it didn't exist. But the USDA was eligible. So people were buying homes with no down payment out there. And now that's a perfect example right there. It's uh, it's too big to qualify. It's a it's a full blown town. Too many people. Its own school district. Its own yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. So uh, when we were talking about that, that's what it reminded me of because we just got the the maps updated and Sarita is no longer. I mean, there are like further out, but that was a like a guarantee we could do USDA with that zip code, and now it's uh, it's grown. So great way of putting and that's, that and that's a great perspective. thing. Yeah, and that's a great thing. Exactly, because it is it is the desirability, the the other people wanting to buy your house aspect that drives the price up. Right. As well. Right. Those so, houses are expensive now. <laughs> yes. Yes. And in fact, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's a wonderful area to live. Yeah. It's got its own yeah. like kids splash park yeah. and a man-made lake that you can fish on. So it wanted to stay rural. It tried. It but tried, but this is this is kind of this is how things go with respect to desirable USDA areas. Yeah. They yeah. they they cease to be that way because they are desirable. Other people want to live where you live. They see right, right. in the area, in the neighborhood what it is that you see, and so it's inevitable. Yeah. So folks, if you have any interest of living not so much off the grid, but away from, you know, neighbors on top of you and you want those chickens or... Yeah, don't pay $7 for organic <laughs> eggs, guys. Just get a USDA just loan. Get, just buy a house, <laughs> yeah. you know, get yeah. your own chickens. Just yeah. be careful of coyotes because right. uh, you got to have a pretty good chicken coop. Yes. Uh, but thanks again for Z for coming on and, and sharing how much you love USDA loans. I it's do. something that I don't do a whole lot of. So when we were talking yesterday, it was it was great information that I learned myself and hope that you guys out there um, learned about why USDA is important. And if you have any questions on getting pre-approved for one of these, please reach out. You can find us on all social media platforms and streaming. And you could also reach out to our email at myfavemortgage at gmail.com. And we can hook you up with getting uh, pre-approved. You can also just click on the link below. That'll take us take you right to all of our information. Z, Salsinovic, Salsinovic, both ways. <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> He's used to both. Yeah. Like his first name, I could... He just goes by Z. Z works. Yep. Yeah. I heard you talking, saying the last letter in the alphabet. That's my name. That's it. That's how you do it. That's me. Just remember me that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, thank you so much. Yes. Do you remember when it was like six and we were freaking out? I, I remember when we just got into the sixes and people just put on their brakes hard. Mm -hmm. And I have some of those same people talking about Man, I wish the sixes were around. I know. Me too. Yeah. Got a good five right now. <sighs> yes. But, you know, we don't. We can only control what we can control, and that's where we need sellers to kind of help uh, with your listings. Seller concessions will we'll make or break your listing and, and get it sold. So. I, I, I couldn't agree more with you. I think seller concessions are kind of 
the key in, in successful transactions these days. Yes. And folks, just remember that when it was crazy, seller concessions didn't exist. No. We didn't have that for years. So you had to come up with your closing costs, all your closing costs. So it, it's a double-edged sword. We want we want lower interest rates, yeah. but once those interest rates dip, concessions will go away. They'll go away, and then it, what did you call it? It's like a pack of wolves over yes. the one house that's yes. available in that area and that price point. So, I think if we're to lose a whole percent in interest rate, and we are to come down to the high sixes, low sevens again, so many more people. Mm-hmm. will be reintroduced to the market as, as viable buyers. Yes. And competition over our already low existing inventory will become fierce again. You know, with that, of course, concessions will go away and, and yeah. bidding and, and things like that. Yeah. Well, I would say if you want a deal, do it now. Get I, the seller concessions, do a temporary buy-down, refi later, and um, if you have any questions about just what your your numbers look like on how much of a home you can afford, it is no obligation. Please reach out. We will be happy to run some numbers yes. for you. Um, again, thanks to Z for coming on, and we're going to see more of you, hopefully maybe as a co-host type of role. Okay. <laughs> Are you asking me just yeah. now? I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna just ask it. That's it. Just come on every week. I mean, our offices are right next door, so I'd, I'd love to. Okay. Yes. All right. We're gonna finish out with uh, some dad jokes here before we go. Oh, you you have to read them because uh, now that you put me on the spot, and I have voiced most of my dad jokes are not very appropriate. <laughs> All right. You ready? Here's some dad jokes. All right. Um. I'm beginning to think that I have terrible posture. Call it a hunch. <laughs> you should read that hunched over, actually, and then go, oh. call it a hunch. <laughs> I asked my chiropractor what kind of music he listens to. He said mostly hip-hop. Oh, ha, ha. <laughs> or hip-hop. Hip-hop. How much does a rainbow weigh? A ton. Nobody knows exactly, but it's pretty light. Mm. What type of magazines do cows read? I don't know. Catalogs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one. Right, uh, right. I tried to remember what they call a coffee with ice cream in it. Ice coffee? But affogato. Is that it? Is that what it's called? Is that how I pronounce it? An affogato? I don't know. Oh, you know what? It is because I heard a lady order it in a restaurant once and I thought she wanted an avocado Mm -hmm. for dessert. But it's an affogato. It's ice cream and coffee. There you go. And all these years you thought badly of her. (laughs) Yes. I thought she was saying avocado. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. But I forgot O2. Yeah. All right. That's it for dad jokes. We will see you next time and hope everyone has a great day. My favorite mortgage at on YouTube, myfavemortgage at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.